What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt. A classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters, because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You're listening to the Eyes on Isles podcast with Matt O'Leary and Mitch Anderson. Hello and welcome to the Eyes on Isles podcast, episode number 224. What's going on? Matt O'Leary, Mitch Anderson. Mitch, what's up, buddy? I'm surprised you didn't start the show by going, ho, ho, ho. You got your little (laughs) garland and lights there. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I wanted to spruce it up, make it look nice. And plus, I knew it would get to you because, I don't know, you're just the Grinch. I'm not a big fan. I I like the holiday in and of itself. I hate all the fanfare around it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yes. So that's what I that's what I did yesterday. I uh, in the evening after I got my fair share of football in, I did a little decorating and and a deep clean of the the room slash office space, which uh, was very much so in need. Beauty. Well, it looks festive. I'll give you that much. Thank you. What's going on with you? Not well, festive in a way. Most of my knocked out most of my Christmas shopping already, which I'm stoked about. Good, positive. We love that. Usually, I wait till like December to even think about it. This year, I was like, you know what? I don't want to scramble around anymore. As much as I hate this holiday, I still have to do shopping um, because my family doesn't hate Christmas. That's for damn sure. Um, So. I went out and did it. I got a few more things to do, but basically done November 29th, feeling pretty good about myself. Love that. So let's hop into today's episode because we have a lot to get to. Uh, Well, and the starting one is the NHL finally shut down the Islanders. And uh, I'm going to say a little too late, wouldn't you think, Mitch? Yeah, a little too late. I, I want to bring up to this one tweet from Chris Botta because he, he did it well, like laying out when everyone was mm-hmm. added to the COVID protocol list. Uh, just to give us all a sense, here it is, beauty. So November 16th, Josh Bailey gets added to the COVID protocol list. 19th, Lee Johnson. 20th, Green Pellick. 21st, Bellows. 22nd, Chara. And 27th, that was the most recent one when they finally stopped it and put into it saying, more confirmed confirmed cases. We didn't know how many. At least one more person. Like it was just getting out of hand. But it's been getting out of hand for almost ten calendar days here. Yeah, it's been probably since last Saturday was when it, it probably should have been shut down. Yeah, like I, like it really should have. I understand. 
uh, yeah, I'm just last Saturday should have been the day. Honestly, like they had those two home the home opening days. I uh, sorry. No. Uh, yeah, that was when they come back home. Sorry, I'm getting my weeks mixed up here. Yes, they should have postponed the home opener, but I knew I know they're not going to because money. Ev- I know. Or even not play the Toronto the next day because then two more people get added on for the Toronto game. They did. You're okay, right. So Absolutely. Then maybe then at that point you do it. It, it just the ideally the home opener should have been postponed. I understand they're not going to do that, and the cynics at home are going to say it's money, and you're probably right to at least a certain extent. There's also momentum and so on and so forth and whatever. Um, so I can understand why they didn't cancel that opener. There's also a Western Coast team bringing them over is harder schedule-wise. Uh, but you're right. Like When it comes to Toronto, they're not a West Coast team. Yes, it's a Canadian team, so the whole border thing kind of complicates things a little bit. But even then, at worst, you're going, okay, we got two Canadian teams in. We don't know what the border situation is going to be like, so let's roll these out. Why are you playing the Rangers game on the Wednesday and then the Penguins game on the Friday? Why are you playing those two games? Those are teams not only in the U.S., but in the like, basically in the metropolitan area, New York specifically, and Pittsburgh obviously not, but still not very far away. No, that's a reasonable area where a game could be made up rather easily, I would assume, on an off day. But I... I don't get it. I don't know why, like, Casey Zizekas was the final straw. Where it's like, okay, now we could do it. Like, I just, I don't know. I am, I'm happy that it, it's finally, you know, got to the point where they decided to shut it down because I think it's the right thing to do. But you notice that a, a Ranger tested positive today. God forbid that has anything to do with the, playing the Islanders or if that's an isolated in- incident. Who, we don't know. There's no way to know. Yeah. But if that's the start of something, now the league's in some real issues. That would be rough, right? Like if another Ranger or if a Ranger tests positive because they played against the Islanders. And you're right. We're never going to know because there's no way to test for that. Like, oh, this is the string that came from Zidane Charo when he checked you up against the glass. Uh, although he wasn't even playing that game. But either way, um, there's no way testing it. But you're right. Like, why does it needless contact that that is happening and i understand everyone's vaccinated or most of these guys are vaccinated at least um so the the chances are are lower but they're not zero um it's not even that much lower it's it's just a little bit lower um but even then there's there's no reason like it's spreading even just within the islanders even for the, the sake of the islanders shut it down why did it have to wait another week and before the Islanders go on the road, I suppose, right? Even though yep. going to the Rangers isn't necessarily a road game per se, right? They're not having to travel to hotels and such. No. Um, why did they have to wait that long? I don't get it. And I know you don't have the answers either. We're both just kind of like, and I'm sure listener at home is the same thing going like, WTF, why did Gary Bettman wait so gosh darn long to cancel the, or not cancel, postpone these games? Right, and now, so they didn't play Sunday. They won't play tomorrow. Probably not playing Thursday. What Are they going to be good to go after that? I, I don't know. Well, I, I kind of shrug at Thursday because you got San Jose coming into the arena, right? So that's a West Coast team. Yes, it's an American team, but still West Coast. They're only coming in the once. Uh, and ma- making that up is a little bit harder to get them all the way from California over. Are they going to reschedule that game after having a two-day break? Not even two day, like two game break. There's a four days between that, right? Yeah. Not even one, two, three, four, five days off uh, before the game on Thursday. But like the, 
but then again, it goes right back to, is this fair on the Islanders? Cause they haven't been able to practice the facilities shut down. Yeah, that that's a good question, right? Like the facility shut down, their guys are all isolating, I would imagine, right? Like everyone stay the F home. Uh, and then if we're starting to get guys off of the list, that's probably when they'll start opening things up. But um, yeah, I don't... We haven't you're heard, right, they, they could really reschedule it. But you also have to figure like the rest of the schedule is pretty tight, man. Yeah, it, no, it definitely is. And, you know, it's not um, something that they were looking to to deal with obviously in a perfect world that doesn't happen but uh, I don't know what do you what are you supposed to do at this point just continue to run the Islanders out there with a, a skeleton roster and more guys continue to test positive and more teams end up looking like the Islanders then you completely water down your product yeah exactly it, it really does beg the question like are the Olympics going to happen don't don't know that's going to be here sooner you know than we think right like that's two months away right the the break starts the last islander game before the break is february 1st and then there's a big break in the schedule before they head to california on february 24th um but that's a big chunk of time where games can be made up so you can see the rangers game and the philly game slotting in there maybe the san jose one as well um you know, maybe bring San Jose over before heading back there. You know, you're, you're just going back and forth between the two anyways. Uh, that, that could very well be done. But that's assuming they don't go to the Olympics. And we all know they very much want to go to the Olympics. Not only do the players want to go, but the league kind of wants to as well because, well, China. Yeah. So not going is going to have to take a number of teams have postponements where they have to look at this period and say, we've got to use that three weeks of time to reschedule games without burning out our players. I would, I would hope so. That seems like the smart thing to do or the, I don't know, the smartest alternative available, I guess. And, and so far we've only got what two teams, three teams that got postponement. Did the penguins get a postponement at all this year? I don't remember off the top of my head. I know for sure the two that did, but I don't know if yeah. Pittsburgh did. I don't know if Pittsburgh did either. I know Ottawa, obviously. I know the and Islanders, Islanders did. Um, San Jose probably should have had one as well, so their fans are going to be mighty mad that the Islanders did, and they're right to be so. Um, so I, I'm not really sure, but if, if more teams get to this point, I, I can definitely see the NHL saying, like, guys, we need to make up some games. And I, I know the Islanders' schedule isn't indicative of everyone else's schedule, but it is clogged with games for the next four months outside of February, of course. Right. So, yeah, maybe you take one of those weeks that are supposed to be the, the break and say, all right, you you know, make these teams make it up. I, I don't know. It's Gary Bettman has a lot on his plate now, all because they waited too long. Yeah. And like the schedule does end in April, right? The last game is April 28th. And usually the NHL season goes till at least the first week, maybe even the second week of May. So I could see them also, if they do happen to go to the Olympics, tack that on at the end. That's also possible. Uh, but it's clear that they left May open either to start the playoffs a little bit earlier so that you're not in like July when the playoffs are still going on. Yeah, it's tough. Or to make up those extra games at the end there. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm going to go right back to what I kind of said at the top here. I'm glad that it finally happened, but it's still not a good situation for a league to try to deal with the the aftermath of this of, okay, now you canceled games. When the hell do you make them up? 
Yeah, and you're you're right when you said just before I interjected, it was like, well, what about the end of the schedule? Um, Barry, Barry, Gary Bettman has really had to really bungled this. Like, I don't understand why you waited that extra week. Well, like that's the NHL's fault for not having a clear protocol in place when it comes to postponing games, right? I understand it's up to the doctors to figure out like, well, is it spreading or is it not? And I, obviously, I'm not an epidemiologist. I am not a doctor, nor nor are you, or nor are you at home, probably. Uh, but still, when you look, remember the names and the dates that we listed off with, with Chris's tweet there. Like it, it just day after day, another player was being added to the list. That's spreading. That's gross. It's not stopping. So at that point, you go like, when does when do you say like, oh, we got to pull the plug when it gets to ten? That's 50% of the playing roster. What are we yeah. talking about? Not that 50% we call it. No. No. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's that's a bad plan if that was uh what what the plan was put in place. And it would be totally different if it was like, okay, only Josh Bailey tested positive. He went to isolation, he stayed in Florida for however long. He's back, he's ready to go. But that wasn't the case. As you went through on each one of those days, for the first few it was like two a day, then you had a little bit of a break and then Sezikis tested positive. It was just growing, right? Every every day, there's another player, right? So, like, that's that needs to be stopped. That's a spread. I don't understand why I, it took so long. And we're, we're kind of circling around here, and I'm sure you at home as well are going like, yeah, we, we know, but, like, it can't be said, it, like, we can't say it enough that Gary Bedman really has, for lack of a better word, I guess, egg on his face here um, because he, this was absolutely f- a, a huge and abject failure of player safety right the nhlpa has got to be pissed the f off and if they aren't why the hell not other teams have to look at this as well and say what are you going to call our games no way in hell are you going to wait till there's 10 guys out what the hell are you talking about gary bedman we need a better protocol today the nhl and nhlpa have got to figure out a better protocol when it comes to postponing games and just like we'll have to wait to see um, it'll be at the discretion of the, the, the medical advisors, which needs to be worked in, but it can't be like when the medical advisors say like, it's too much because you're at 50%. Yeah, I guess we'll call it. No, they've got to have like some indicative, uh, some indicator of growth here. Uh, and, and it needs to be a lot more clearer than it is. Absolutely. So, uh, as of now, no games for the next little bit here, but wanted to get on, you know, as early as possible to talk about this because it's. It's big news. It's, you know, it's something that a lot of people have been calling for for a while and wondering why it didn't happen. And now that it finally did, it's, uh, you know, worthy to talk about. Yeah. And you're right. Like, it's not necessarily fair to the Islanders either. Right. Like they, they've got to battle through this in some way or shape, way, shape or form and try to put out a product. At least the Islanders still have some good players out there. But could you imagine, like, the Ottawa Senators had to go through this with 10 guys out. The Ottawa Senators are bad with those 10 guys. Yeah. So it was like, I don't know, not an AHL roster, like an ECHL roster. Right? Um, The Islanders are maybe a little bit better because they've got some guys around there that are still good. But still, you surround those guys with AHL talent. Like Matthew Barzell, with all with all due respect, was playing with a third liner on his left wing, and an AHLer on his right wing, and it didn't work. No, no doy. Go figure. Right, like I love Zach Parise. I think he's a good fit there, but you still have a pretty sizable anchor with Richard Ponick, and he was okay. 
but okay isn't good enough. No, no, it's clearly not. And then that kind of gets into the whole conversation of, all right, well, in the midst of this, by the way, Islanders also in an eight-game losing streak, um, and nobody, nobody's scoring, and they're missing a ton of key guys like Adam Pellick, Ryan Pullock, Brock Nelson. So not only is it like, hey, yes, it's a number of players who have tested positive, and I, I don't want this to sound like it's me saying, like, if, I don't know, if Ross Johnson and Kiefer Bellows were the only ones, like, I wouldn't care about it. Like, no, it's still a very serious thing. But the, some really key players on this team are the ones who are missing time right now. And, yes, I mean, Polak and Nelson are injuries. They're not COVID-related. But when you have, what, three guys in your top six out, it's not going to look good. And that's shown with one goal in the last three games. Yeah, your three your top six are out. Most of your defensive core is gone, and and this is a defense heavy team. Your number one defensive defenseman is gone, and we saw what happened the last time the Islanders were without him. Yeah, um, it didn't go well, and it's not going well again. Like you're you're missing all of these pieces, uh, so it, it just wasn't fair to them because you're going cool. Richard Ponick, hope you can save us. Robin Sallow, let's see what you could do. Hope you can keep us afloat. And the kid's like, I'm 22 and it's the first time I'm playing in the league. This is not a fair burden. I'll take it. I'll give it a shot. But if I fail, like you're not really setting me up for success here. No. And he's been, he's been fine. Like I, I like, I like Robin Sallow and he's been pretty good. Should he be playing 23 minutes a night? Probably not. I think that's probably a little too much to ask out of him right now. Yeah, and I think Barry Trotz would say the same thing, right? Just look at Noah Dobson's ice time yeah, in his um, first two years. Right. It took him how, how many games under his belt before he started getting like 18 minutes a night consistently? <laughs> Even 23, right? He's yeah. playing like 85 minutes total in all situations over his last four games. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> That's insane. Oh, boy. So anything else on the uh, the shutdown before we move this thing along? No, we already talked about if it can go any further, and, and, and maybe, so we'll have to see. If any other player gets added to the list instead of taken off, this is going longer. Uh, if anyone comes off the list instead, I think we'll see games on, on against the San Jose Sharks. Because that's the thing, too. Like It's not like we've heard anyone be like, okay, they're out of COVID protocol. Like I know they're not playing games, so maybe that's why, but it's not like, oh, you know, Anders Lee had a negative test. We don't have We haven't heard anything like that. Well, Josh Bailey should be. Right, he was able yeah, to practice one. with the team. Yeah, that's one. Wasn't there another one that was coming out? You know what? Never mind. At least Josh Bailey. I'm pretty sure there's someone else, and it's just not coming to me right now. But Chara? Josh Bailey for sure. No, nah, it was it wasn't him. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so we know that Pat, that that my God, the Josh Bailey is coming back. So that that's one coming off. Ideally, no one else is added. Of course. Um, so obviously we kind of hinted at the Islanders and their eight game losing streak and they, they need, they need a fix. So what you did today, you wrote about maybe taking advantage, uh, of, of another team who seems to be out of it. So do you want to kind of spin the conversation in that direction now? So as we all know, the Montreal Canadiens have made a number of addition of changes or moves to the top end of their, their not roster, but club. So the GM, Marc Bergevin, is gone, as are, his, as are his assistants. I was going full French, getting the hard H's there. Um, and then we've got Jeff Gordon, former New York Rangers GM, in there as executive vice president of hockey operations, basically pulling the strings. He's the one doing everything. He's going to name the new GM, so on and so forth. 
This is them getting around essentially having a French GM, basically, right? They've got their guy who they want running the show who can't speak French, but they're going to get a guy who is going to be the figurehead at the front running the show to speak French. Either way, changes are coming for Les Canadiens de Montréal. So what does that mean then for the rest of their roster? Right? Their owner says, we're, needed, we're in need of a fresh start. Cool. Okay. Well, usually what that means is you're going to sell some pieces. Not everything. They're going to sell some. Are there players on this roster that the New York Islanders can use? I would think so. Yeah, definitely. Um, but like everyone avert your eyes from Nick Suzuki. It's, it's, that, that's not happening. Like, right. Let's relax here. I think that's the only player on this on this roster that that is just not movable. There's no way that you're going to get Nick Suzuki and that's it. No, yeah, absolutely not. So, were there any players in particular who like jumped off the page to you or like okay, maybe that's one that could make sense? The first one that makes the most sense is Tyler Toffoli. Yeah, I mean, he's been good. He has 15 points in 23 games for them. Um and he's he's someone who I feel like his name's been brought up a ton with the Islanders over the years. Yeah. Well, he's got some 20 goal seasons. He's got a 31 goal season, had 28 in 52 games last year, 28 in 52. Pretty sure that's a pace of 44 or 45. If I remember the math, 20, um, let's see. Right. Like, of, of course that means 40, you know, it was, yeah, he was playing against Ottawa and well, the Canadian teams all year. So, the caliber of competition was not quite high last year, but either way, um, he still did it. So, like, that's a guy that you go, all right, I can, I can probably see him moving. Then you look at the cap situation. He's on a four-year deal, the second year of that four-year deal with a $4.25 million cap hit. Um, three more years to go. Like I said, he's 29 years old. He's got no trade protection to speak of whatsoever. Could they move him? Yes. Is it going to cost a whole lot? Probably not. It's not going to be cheap necessarily, but it's not going to be this big blockbuster. They're going to have to sell off the farm to get him. No, he's not, he's not someone who you'd have to sell off the farm to get. But I mean, he's a solid top six player, which I think is exactly what you know the Islanders would be asking for. Right shot. Uh, what's his contract situation like? Four two five uh, straight for the next three years. Okay, that's not awful. Yeah, no signing bonuses. Base salary changes a little bit. Five one two five for the next two years, and then three point five in the final year. So in that final year, he becomes pretty darn god trainable, a trade double, not trainable, uh, right? Like his cap is four two five, but he's actually only being paid three point five. So if you have to offload him, you can find someone to take that money's. Right, absolutely. But that's something you worry about if you have to, and you have to cross that bridge there. But. Um, that's definitely one that jumps out and makes sense. What about on the on the back end? Because I know someone are going to say, hey, what about a puck mover? Yeah, so Jeff Petrie's the name that, that screams out at me. Um, I know some of the people have their eye on, on different players like Ben Sherratt because he's got a, uh, you know, a, a deal that's expiring, but it's Ben Sherratt. He's not necessarily moving the needle forward. He's solid defensively, but he's not, like you said, a puck mover. Jeff Petrie is that guy. That's the guy who's put up 40 plus points in the last four years, uh, 42 and 55 last year, 40, 46, 42 in the last four years in a row. Now, obviously he's not off to a good start this year with two points in 23 games. Yikes. Um, but this is a guy who scores at five on five, who scores on the power play, who just gets it done offensively. 
he's a right shot, which doesn't necessarily fit the aisles, but I'm sure they'd be willing to move around if they can get him. The problem is getting him. Yeah, that would be, it's going to be a lot to get him. I know he's off to a slow start, but you're going to have to give up a lot. But I don't know, maybe you'd have to move on from like, I don't know, one of the righties. I don't think Pollock, but any any of the other guys. Yeah, there's also the idea of his contract is not great for the Islanders. He's got a six two five cap hit for the next four years. This is year one of a four-year, $25 million deal. And he turns 34 December 9th? Yes, yeah. on December 9th. Okay. So you're paying him until he's 38 at 625. I would assume he's going to he's going to have to move, wave his modified no trade clause and modified no, or straight, straight no move clause to make this deal work. Um and if so then the Islanders don't have to worry about that because they might not have they might just not bring it along, so he might be movable later on. Um, but you're also dealing with a guy who's got a lot of, of salary cap, sorry, not salary cap, signing bonus money left, eight, a full $8 million over the next three years. Yeah, so then that's going to be uh, tough to move on if you had to, you know, down the line here as well. Yeah, that that's just it, right? So, like, he's not going to be a guy that is going to be easy to move necessarily and, and definitely going to be movable. If he was on the last year of his deal, this is a guy you run for. But because he still has four years left at that kind of cap hit, I, 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 the Islanders have to stay away from him. But he's really the only guy on that roster who's a puck mover that that's a, a, obtainable. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. There's not really anyone else who's jumping out to me. Like maybe Chris Weidman. Uh, he's got eight points, 17 games this year. Put up a ton of points in Russia last year, right? 41 points in 59 games with Nishni Novgorod. Um, but at the NHL net level, he's never really done much or played a lot. Like his his biggest year was seventy six games with the Ottawa Senators in sixteen seventeen and put up seventeen points. Yeah, so that's not really. I don't know. Do you look at that as an upgrade? I don't think so. Another right shot defenseman, thirty one years of age. I, I don't see that as an upgrade necessarily. I really don't. No, I, I don't. It's not like he's getting a ton of ice time either. He's playing um, no. under 15 minutes. Right. So, like, maybe you can see him as an upgrade to green, but the Islanders really like him. So are they going to like Chris Weidman more than Andy Green? I don't think so. No, I think they're perfectly content with uh, with Andy Green. So I, I don't really look at that as someone who's, you know, he would come in and, get playing time over green or Chara, especially pl- having to play on the offside too, as he's a righty. Yeah, exactly. It's just not going to happen. I, I don't think so. When we look at Montreal, I don't think there's a defenseman on there that we can pull. Um, and outside of, of Tyler Toffoli, Mike Hoffman might be the player, but he's, he's injured. So I don't, I don't see that happening. No, I mean, well, that's a that's a goal scorer that we've been begging for forever. Yeah. So, like, if he comes back, fine. I, I think he's on the men's. Like, he's starting to get better, and I, I believe he's practicing with the club. He's got a $4.5 million cap it for the next three years, which is, you know, not low, but it's not crazy. Uh, specifically, if he can do what he did in Florida, right? Like, maybe St. Louis wasn't great for him last year. But when he was in Florida, you're, you're talking about a 36-goal scorer and 70-point player in a full season. Right, and that's pretty reasonable 
uh, price tag for a guy who you know can pop in 30 goals if need be. Yeah. Um, of course, surround him with enough talent. Now, you also have to get into the whole locker room situation. Um, is he a fit in the locker room? I, I'm not entirely sure of that. I'm kind of 50-50 on that. I could be convinced either way. But, you see, they seem to like him in Florida. They liked him in St. Louis. They like him in Montreal. That That's three out of three. So, all right. It's not been terrible for him in terms of locker room issues. So, maybe it's worth no. a shot. No. And, and it's not like... I was surprised. So, you wrote something about Evander Kane. And I yeah. was surprised that there were any... Uh, rebuttals to, to your take, which I, I get like, are, do people just not know the situation? Is that it? Or are they just don't care about these other external factors? Why do you hate winning so much, Matt? <laughs> Apparently that that's a reasonable argument. No, like, yeah, obviously we all want to win. Of course we want to win, but there is a, there is to a certain extent that the delicate ecosystem of the locker room. And when you bring a guy in that they don't like, it's not going to go well in a locker room like that. And, I mean, there's good reason not to like Evander Kane for some of the things that are alleged against him. Yeah, or, or have already been proven, right? The yeah. whole vaccine thing. Do you think Lou Lamorello is going to bring in a guy who cheated on his vaccine card? Bodie Wilde's playing second-tier <laughs> Swedish league because he didn't want to get it. He was upfront about it. And he's like, I don't want to get it. And they're like, hey, well, you have to go to Sweden. This guy's like, not only do I not want to get it, but I'm going to lie about getting it to try to get around it. Yeah, let's bring that guy in. Lou Lamarillo is going to love him. <laughs> yeah, I don't see how that one makes any sense. I Like, yeah, he's, he's talented. Of course oh, yeah. he's talented. I don't think anyone's denying his talent. It's his fit in a locker room. This isn't Ted Lasso. Where you can bring in uh, Jamie Tart and everything's oh, well, they all hate him, but they turned it around. Jamie Tart wanted to be a good person, and it's a fictional TV show. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think Ted Lasso could write a script for this working out for Evander Kane here. I really don't think so. I would love to see Jason Sudeikis try, but I don't imagine it's going to work. No, neither do I. But um, yeah, interesting thought here, though. Going to Montreal, as you said, one their their season's been off to an awful start. Uh, and number two, like usually changes like that means that, you know, the roster changes are coming too. So, yeah, everyone there that, that isn't already locked down with trade protection is, is shaking in their boots. Brandon Gallagher would be a huge get for the Islanders. Just to, the style of play is perfect for the Islanders, but he's the heart of the team and he's signed to a $39 million six year deal. Um, so then this is year one of that deal. So that's $6.5 million cap it for the next six years. And he is 29. So like that, that's very much Islanders-esque, right? Like you look at Brock's deal, you look at Lee's deal, it kind of fits. Uh, Bailey's deal as well. But like, man, that that's a lot to bring in for a guy like that, I would say. But when, when Brendan Gallagher is on his game, that's a 30-goal scorer right there. Yeah, that would be nice he's leo komarov with more skill with a lot right more. yeah with a lot more like hyper pest with a 30 goal potential <laughs> that's my french coming out right there <laughs> <laughs> but that's like that's lose dream it is it's just that that contract i don't think is going to allow them to do it plus he's the beating heart of that that club they they don't want to move him 
It's just not going to happen, I think. No, yeah, I don't I don't think so either. I'd be stunned. So that that's it. No one else is really doing an overhaul, and, and, and Montreal isn't necessarily even doing an overhaul as well, but they said fresh start, and they brought in a whole new uh, management group or will be bringing in a whole new management group. Anyone who isn't, like I said, locked down to trade protection is shaking right now because they're probably getting calls to move them somewhere. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's true. That's absolutely one way to look at it. So we'll see if there's any changes there. I would imagine so. I think so too. So shall we get to down on the farm then? Yeah. So let's talk about these four guys that I wanted to bring up. Let's not go a whole like recap of the week type of thing. Cause obviously there's a lot happening with like some 30 odd prospects in the prospect pool. Um, but there's four guys that I picked out that I want to talk about. The first one is Alexander Ljungkrantz. That's a third round pick from 2020. They're the first pick that they made at that draft. He was sent out on loan from Brunus to um, Vita Hassan. That's the same club that Simon Holmstrom played for when there was no North American hockey being played. Right. He's played two games, scored two goals, put up six shots on net. Ooh, okay. That's positive. We like that a lot. He's doing well. In his first game, he's playing on the fourth line. Second game, second line. Um, They like this kid. And okay. he's got, you can see his skill. You can see his hockey IQ. And but sorry, by, it's not skill. You can see his speed. He's a speedy, speedy winger who likes to cut to the middle and just is finding all kinds of soft areas to get into. And just the two goals he scored right in the slot. Nothing special. He's just standing in the slot for the first one. They find him, throws it in. The second one, he skates into the slot, finds him with a pass throws it on net, it's in. Like, he's getting to high danger areas and converting. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, it's not rocket science here. No, so everything's going well for him so far uh, in his in his stint with, with, uh, with uh, sorry, Vita Hassan. So that that is good to see. And then I want to bring up Henrik Tikkanen because if I can bring up the stats here for the league, he's done well recently for uh, another Olsen scan side, but Moto... Uh, he in the last two games he's got a 935 save percentage for for them. He's allowed two goals, or sorry, four goals on 58 shots. Oh no, wait, sorry. Four goals, 58 saves, 935 save percentage. Hmm, okay. In those two games. If you remember that's a seventh round pick from that 2020 draft. That's the the massive massive goalie, right? 6 foot 7. Yeah, big guy. Um, so I'm just trying to bring up the stats here. I think his overall stats for the league aren't great, but his stats of the last couple of games are very good. So I'm just trying to bring that up now. Uh, and, and that's what you want to see. When a guy goes over to a new club, you want to see him start doing well. Um, and, and that's exactly what he's doing there for Moto. I keep bringing up, um, what you call it, Vita Hassan. So uh, this, he's got 18 games played. goals against average, so not fantastic, but not bad at all. And a uh, a 9-11 save percentage right now. Okay. So, and that's up. Like, that average is going up um, because the last couple of games where he's got a 9.35. Right. So, okay. That's very much so trending in the right direction. I'll sign up for that. Yeah. And then there's William Zafool, who, as we all know, cannot stop scoring goals or putting up points. It's it, it's gotten to a point where it's, it's absolutely ridiculous now. Um, and I just want to bring them up here. So right now he's got 36 points in 22 games, 18 goals, 18 assists. So just split 
two for two or 50 percent right which is good freaking great uh but in his last 10 games or sorry yeah in his last 10 games he has at least a point in each one of those games okay Um, more more good signs and it gets a little bit better than that because in those 10 games he has 18 points Mm. so he's scoring like uh, like 1.8 points per game over the last 10 games and he's not just doing it against slouch teams. He's doing it against some pretty good teams. And even then, like if this keeps up, he's going to hit a franchise high in terms of points. Wow. I mean that that's that's great for the uh, for the Islanders. What's the expectation there? Is he going to start making a move anytime soon? I I would ex- sorry, what do you mean by making a move anytime soon? Like, I mean, where, where is he now? He's in the what queue? He's in the QMJHL right now. Yes. Okay. So, any in terms of like going either AHL or anything like that? Right. Uh, well, I, I, he wants to go pro as soon as humanly possible. Um, but that's not going to happen till next year at the, at the earliest. Uh, he'll be able to play in the AHL next season. Mm-hmm. I would suspect that they sign him to a contract. But I've said that about Russell Nishikov. I, I have no internal, in, I have no knowledge of, of them talking to him about a contract. I'm sure they're going to wait and see. But as it stands now, like there's there's no reason not to sign this kid. Like he's he's absolutely dunking on the QMJHL. He's got nothing left to learn there. Right. So okay, it was more of a question on the eligibility of when he would come over and stuff like that. So okay, good to know. Yeah, so he'll be 20 in January, and you've got to be 20 years old to play in the Q- in the AHL, so he'll be fine. Okay, awesome. Um, and then last one is Ruslan Ishikov, who uh, is playing. Um, when I spoke to him last, he said that he got to play a bit, um, but when I looked at the, the game sheet, he wasn't listed there, so I'm still trying to figure out where he's playing, but I think the big takeaway here isn't like, where is he playing? Oh my God, it's that he's back from injury that the injury is healed, that it's been 10 weeks now, and he's getting on the ice. That was a long time. That was a long 10 weeks. Yeah, man, that's a long time to be out. Um, so he's getting back. He's healthy. He's not feeling any any pain. Things are going well. So this is good to see because, man, they've got to sign this kid. Like, I'm sure it's going to take a little bit for him to get up to 100% on the ice. But when he's running at 100%, he's hyper creative it's why they drafted him in the second round just generates all kinds of offense he learned some defensive he still has to learn some defense but he's got it he's going to be able to do so i don't think he's going to be a center come the ahl or nhl level but he's going to be one hell of a winger at the pro level in north america i have no doubt about that okay that's a great sign but we'll see if the islanders do it right he's he's definitely undersized for north america um but he's got all kinds of talent, man. Yeah, the, ta- the talent's never been a question with him. No. So that's my update. Those are the last, the, not the last four, but the four guys that I wanted to talk about. If you Do you have anyone else you want to talk about at all? No, or? that was good. That was a, a solid update, as as always. And, you know, love keeping a, a finger on the pulse of those Islanders prospects. Doing our best here, buddy. All right, shall we get to the quiz? Yes, let's go. 
I cannot talk today. My goodness, let's okay. blah, 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 blah. my goodness. Anyways, as we do every week, there's a mystery New York Islander for you and you at home to guess. The clues get progressively easier as you go. You have five clues to guess who they are. Are you ready, Matt? Let's do it. Clue number one, I was drafted in the 90s. This is very clear, right? Uh, I'm going to say Zidane Chara. Incorrect. Good guess, though. <laughs> Two, I played for Akity Bathurst and the Lowell Lock Monsters. Uh, okay, next. Okay. Three, I played on four different NHL teams. Um... One of them twice. One of them twice. Were they drafted by the Islanders? I didn't say if they were or not. Okay. All right, I'm going to hold out. I'm going to ask for another clue. Four. I could have been a legend here. I, by, by here, I mean the Islanders, not here, Ottawa. Yeah, I could have been a legend here. Drafted in the 90s. Ryan Played on four different NHL teams. One of them, obviously, the Islanders. Ryan Smith. It is not Ryan Smith. Nope. Good guess. Five. I was traded to Florida. Roberto Longo. It is Roberto Longo. Okay. There we go. Good job. Yes. Uh, got you all the way to the five, but I had to be vague AF with some. Yeah, of they these were. Clues. They were. They were very vague clues, but. All right, we were able to figure it out. <laughs> Drafted in the 90s. Here's 10 years worth of drafts. <laughs> For, Go. Yeah, 30 different teams in the league. Oh, God. Okay. What a jerk move. Love it. Okay, oh, Roberto Longo. So, good job by you. The only reason he came up is because we're, we're, there was talk about, like, Team Canada and the Olympics and stuff, and, like, he might be in the organizational structure for them at some point. Cool. Okay. Love R Roberto Luongo. Obviously, wish it worked out here, but... I, I liked him in the league. Good player. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. First ballot Hall of Famer, without question, in, in my mind. I agree with you. Let's get to the social segment. We'll see what's going around on Isles Twitter this week. Anything good jump out to you, buddy? Uh, first thing here from Andre Legault saying, would it be good, so Lego, at Legault 66, would it be a good idea to throw fish sticks on the ice if they lose? That being for Islanders fans. Yeah, I'm an Isles fan who heard that joke many times in the 90s. Oh, God. The fish sticks. Anytime you can make a reference to the fish sticks, got to bring it up. So the reason he brought that up is because there's a sign at a, at a Vancouver Canucks game that says fire Benning. And then uh, someone, he, Andre, is rep replying to someone says, if Montreal loses, look for a fire Gordon sign. Uh, right? Because they had fired, they had hired Jeff Gordon. And mm -hmm. then the Gordon's fisherman six come up. Does it, be, it makes a lot of sense when you, yeah. you link it all together. There's layers. There you go. <laughs> we we got there. Uh, my first one's not exactly Islanders related, kind of. It has to do with a past player, but just someone that I feel good for. And I, I think once I say it, you will feel the same as well. Uh, Nick Alberga says on Twitter, I'm here for the Kyle Oposo resurrection. That's now six goals and eight assists for 14 points in 22 games this season. Uh, I don't know any Islanders fan who has any kind of dislike for Kyle Oposo, so I just wanted to throw it out that he is doing well, and I am very happy for Kyle. Absolutely. I had that as my third one. Not the same tweet, but something on the same level. Someone saying, like, hey, trade deadline, anyone? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Now that's a return. <laughs> 
that would be one hell of a return. But like, are they even? I haven't figured out where Buffalo is. They just lost to Seattle seven four, so I can't imagine they're doing well. Um, so let's bring up the standings here. Yeah, okay. Twenty two games played, so that's a lot. Uh, and nineteen points, so they're what five points back. They have a game, not even Pittsburgh has a game in hand on them. They're three six and one in their last ten. All right. Okay. Uh, he's got, maybe he's got two years left, right? At six million. Yeah. Could they hold some money? You think? <laughs> like half. Like half. Yeah. Can you take half, please? For two years is a lot. That yeah. that's a lot of money to hold for two years. Okay. I I thought it was maybe. Well, two years is still. Yeah, man. I would. That would be so great if Kyle Post would come back. No signing bonus money, no nothing. Oh, that'd be great. Maybe, a, maybe next year when, right? Like when everything is figured out again. Mm-hmm. For a storyline. That would be intense. Third line winger Kyle Posa doing the business. Yes. I love it. Uh, my last one comes from uh, Arthur Staple. And mm-hmm. the first little bit is a little bit of an ad, so I won't read that part. But the last part. And to Isles fans, next week we've got a new reporter coming on to focus on your team. Think you'll like what's next. So I, we're losing out on Stape, it seems like. I know he's been doing some Rangers stuff, but it, it seems like we're going to have a, a new Islander-specific person at The Athletic. Yeah, I, I'm interested, obviously, to figure out who it is. It sucks to lose Staple, but you know, he's been doing it for a while. Like He's not going to just do the same job forever and ever. Um, then he's doing a, a the Rangers gig, I, I suppose, or I guess maybe he'll still do both. I would yeah. hope it's still both. I would hope it's still both too, because I like his Islander stuff. Maybe it'll be more of like New York based. He'll do, and they'll have like an Islanders and Rangers specific person, if that makes sense. That's my thought. Yeah, at least. that makes sense to me. Um, hopefully, it's 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 a little bit of the both, but we'll see. I'm I'm interested to find out who it who this person is. Um, hopefully it's someone we know already because that would be fun. And if it's not, then hopefully it's someone awesome. And I'm sure it will be. Yeah, uh, I didn't but, know. Yeah, maybe but... I thought maybe like you'd drop a bomb here and be like, yeah, it's me. I'm the one who's going through the athletic to cover the Islanders. <laughs> I make too many typos for the athletic. Let me just say that. <laughs> Love it. But I, if the athletic is listening, man, I, I sign me up. Sign me up right now. I will join you ASAP. Like the athletic, please. Love it. Anything else from you in the social? My last one here comes from Jackie Redman. I think we all know who she is. Uh, you know, I love me a woman who mixes hockey and WWE. Becky Lynch chirping the Isles in their brand new home on WWE Raw. So she's up there saying the Isles are crappy and making fun of us because they haven't won in their new barn yet. That's that's fun. That is entertainment for uh, sure. Yeah, that's so WWE. Becky Lynch. What does she call it? She calls herself like the man or something like that, right? I, I think so. I don't know because I'm not big into wrestling anymore. Um, but she seems like a big deal, which is yeah. great. Um, I don't know if she's a heel or not, but this, this is a pretty heelish thing to do. So I would imagine it so. is. I, I think I think she is a heel. Um, she's from Ireland, so I like her for that. There we go. Cool. Yeah, she looks cool. I like the big puffy pink coat with the. She's. Loving that she's some sort of champion. I don't know what the championships are anymore because I haven't watched no. wrestling since the nineties. But <laughs> I don't know. She seems important. That's that's cool. And she's you know they're playing at the UBS Arena. So why the heck not? Yeah, absolutely. So 
wherever you listen to the show, please make sure to subscribe, give a rating and review. You can follow along with us on social media. Twitter is Eyes on Isles FS. I'm Matt O'Leary, NY, Mitch is TLO Mitch. Facebook, Facebook.com, Eyes on Isles. Uh, Patreon, Patreon.com slash Eyes on Isles, five bucks a month post-game podcast when they actually play. Uh, a mailbag show, which we're going to get to, uh, and a Discord channel. So a whole lot of fun over there. And uh, what else we got? Any, uh, did I cover it? Is that it? That's everything. You got it, man. Okay. I don't know why I was second-guessing myself. I thought... Maybe not. Anyway. (laughs) You never know. Never know. That's going to do it for us. I'm Matt O'Leary. He is Mitch Anderson. And we'll talk to you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.